Y'all see what I brought up here, man. We're going to talk about the first three rounds in depth. Three or four rounds. We'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. And then we're just going to talk about like a standout from every round. Um, we're not going to talk about every single player in the first rounds. We're just going to skim through guys that have... Uh, Some you players know, that, you, that you were expecting more from or maybe players surprised. that you didn't expect. Yeah, players are surprising. Who's the, who's the one that jumps out to you here in that first round, bro? So, I think the most disappointing player in the first round is, and in our first round specifically, it's got to be Jonathan Taylor, man. You took this man at the 1-1, and he's not, he's not living up to that. And, you know, it's crazy because um, Najee Harris has been actually horrible as well, and yeah. he's played every game. So, that kind of hurts double because, you know, you're still starting him, and he's still hurting you. At least Taylor, you know, Missed a couple games, so you didn't start him. But, um, yeah, Taylor and, and Najee are definitely worse. Who do you think is worse out of those two? I would say Najee. Because um, Jonathan Taylor still gave you, he still, when he was out, the, out there, he was still getting a shitload of touches. Yep. The first week, he did get 20-plus points, I believe. Najee has not given you anything close to that. I think he's been my bust probably like half of the season. Yeah, you know, I I haven't put him up there. I haven't put him up there more because I'm trying to diversify. But he's literally giving you no floor, no ceiling. He just he's not giving you anything, and it's unfortunate because I believe in the talent. I love Najee. He's a hard worker. It's just this team is. Have you? I said it. I said I was dating all of them with Warren instead of Najee Harris. The Uh, yeah, expected is the difference is crazy. There's a bunch of people getting on Najee's ass now because he apparently he's he's got that Trent Richardson vision. I've seen some people comp the two now, and I don't ever no, want to be that disrespectful because at least he can catch the ball. But yikes, that's that's how bad it's gotten for Najee. What about round two? Any anybody stand out for good and or for bad to you? Um, Mixon, Mixon is the only one I would have to go through here. Um, Swift has been good whenever he's been healthy and out there. Yep. He still flashed the explosiveness, but Mixon, man, for a vast majority of the season now, he has been really, really inefficient and been touchdown dependent. Um, a lot of people were drafting him in the first round. So, are you are you getting, you know, back of the first round, early second round value here? I don't uh, think so. I don't think so either. I think you're getting the volume. But, yeah, the volume is there, but he's just been so inefficient that does it really matter? Like, I do want to say I think Kyler Murray kind of a little bit belongs in this combo, but he's not been horrible. Just he hasn't been what you've expected from him, so that's why I right. think he should get tossed in there. But is there anybody in the second round that you you without question? I mean, I think the second round is actually more good than bad. I like everybody in the second yeah. round is about better than everybody in the first. It kind of feels like. Like, yeah, um, on, even on. in the first round, Dalvin Cook hasn't been what you want, what you hoped he would be. Yeah. Not been horrible. Um, not been horrible. Just. Hasn't been horrible, but you you haven't had those huge games. Like Derrick Henry's having his big games. Eckler has had his big games. McCaffrey, my goodness, he was having big games, and then he got tra- you know traded and just being a stud. I don't think it's just mixing for me, man, because he's had. A few duds. Yeah. 
Uh, a couple of those players, though, I think you'd consider if we were redrafting, you'd take them in the first round. I think Saquon, without question. I think Cooper Saquon, Cup, yes. You know, guys like that. Um, well, well, Cooper Cup was usually a first round pick. Yeah, I don't, it's you know, crazy. Don't, now, looking at this fucking draft. I remember he fell. He fell in our draft hard. and I was goddamn hard. Yeah. Um, but he he's oh, he was a first round pick in most drafts. Um Jamar Chase as well fell in our draft. He was a first round pick in a lot of drafts. What about the third uh, round for you? Any, the third round any man disappointments. Kyle Pitts. It's gotta be Kyle Pitts. And Russell Wilson. And Javante Williams. I think there's three disappointments in that round. Yeah, because even before he got hurt, he wasn't really giving you what you were hoping for either. Exactly. That's literally the reason why I think everybody else in this round has, aside from those three, has not just been good. They've been, you know, for the most part, elite. A couple off games here and there from Devontae and Aaron Jones. But, you know, uh, Burr, Diggs, Hurts, all very, very good. Chubb, mm-hmm. obviously. So, I mean, yeah, I, I'm 100% in agreement with you. And now we're, we're just going to go through the rest of these rounds. Uh, instead of naming, I mean, we can name the bus if it's really, really bad, but let's, let's name the studs, man. Some surprises here, man. Fournette started off really hot. And, I mean, are we worried about Fournette? He played the Ravens, man. I don't know. I think still has a lot of touches. He still has the volume. The, oh, in it, no. the efficiency is what's worrying. The efficiency is going to stay worrying because I don't think he's ever going to be super efficient guy. I think he's more I touch the ball a lot guy, so I'm fantasy relevant guy. Over, mm-hmm. you know, I over somebody like DeAndre Swift that we talked about, or you know, stuff like that. That they're just super explosive and they don't need a lot of touches. Yeah. That's not Fournette's game. He needs the touches. Mm-hmm. Any other players here? I, I'm seeing a couple. I mean, Kittle. Slow start, but he's picking it up. Connor has been hurt. I told you I'm concerned. I told you about my concerns with Connor. I just feel like it's one going to be one of these injury real seasons for him. Connor's probably the biggest disappointment here for me in this entire. Him and the quarterbacks, all, all of them, honestly. Dak for the injury reason, but Tom and Aaron Rodgers have been utterly disappointing this year. Yeah, they've been really disappointing. I think Tom more so than Rodgers, just because Tom has weapons. Yeah, but and we thought that because they were out, Godwin was getting eased back in. Evans had the suspension, you know. We thought that it would pick up, but it just hasn't. It really hasn't. I don't know if it's because of his personal, the things going on in the personal life right now, or whatever the case may be. But um, yeah, coming back at it right here, round cinco. Um, biggest standout from this round. Who was the best pick this entire round? Man, there are some. It's ETN. ETN, but there are some terrible picks here. Damn, you. so you're thinking I was actually going to go Waddle. Waddle, I expected Waddle to ball out. I expected him to okay. ball out. So to me, uh, my, my biggest disappointment in myself is that I... For whatever reason, I can't even think about why during the drafts, I had a lot of times where I was choosing between Waddle and Mike Williams. And I think two times Waddle got sniped for me, and then the other two times I elected to go Mike Williams. I'm very disappointed because I could have gotten 
maybe three shares of Waddle, and I ended up with three shares of Mike Williams and one share of Waddle. Um, that's really where I was when it came to those two. I expected Waddle to. I was. A, I had Waddle higher than Pittman. Um, I would have taken Keenan Allen above Waddle. Um, all these receivers here. I had Waddle above Higgins. Waddle above Sutton. Like here, you saw I got Higgins here, and I was hoping Waddle made it back to me. Um, Who out of this entire list do you think you should add out of this fifth round list? Because I. I think Waller's obviously the biggest disappointment. I I do agree. Yeah. I think Etienne and Waddle are probably the two best picks. Luckily enough, I have them both on my team via trade. But yeah, I think Waddle. That's what I mean. Like Waddle, I expected him to be better than his draft position. Yes, I, but I Etienne, I've been I was low on Etienne because of James Robinson. I still believe in the in the talent for James Robinson, and he's shown that he has it. They just kind of phased them out and because they're getting ETN involved. Even when James Robinson was on the field, he wasn't getting the ball. Yeah. Um, but Waller, man, what is up with Waller, bro? Like, just... It's just injury after injury after injury. Um, I do I do want to say, though, um, Trey Lance was a very disappointing pick. He didn't look that good either. Um, and he yeah, was somebody he else was, kind that of was a very high pick. Yeah. Uh, round six, though, I think the best pick, I think this is probably one of the worst rounds I'm looking at here. I don't think there is a best pick. I think the best pick was Hollywood Brown, and then he got hurt. Um, yeah, EJ but, Moore fell in the, here too. Yeah, and he was—he would have probably been in the worst pick had we done this three weeks ago because he was really yeah. good. Um, but honestly, the best pick's probably DK Metcalf. He's DK, very very good. DK. Um, somebody I was actually very high on this year. Um, the reason Kev took him was because I told him that I took him in a previous round uh, draft that I had done the, the day before. I'm pretty sure. I influenced some of that, and I took mm-hmm. him. I took him really late. Took him like tenth round. I don't know why people disrespect you. You don't, guys. This goes for fantasy. Don't don't look at a player and be like, "Oh, his situation sucks." Don't do that a lot, man. If it, don't do that with a player who is literally like top He's five, a freak athlete. top He's five, a freak or, yeah, top two percentile athlete. You know, has shown production before. Like, who's literally just that fucking good? Take the player. Just take the player. The situation will literally sort itself out. It happens every single year. It literally happens every year. People are off of... That's why That's why I bought DJ Moore when I bought him. I just take risks on the player because I know the guy is good enough. The talent, man. Gotta buy on the talent. Yeah, just buy on the talent and let it... Let, the rest will figure itself out, man. In due time, trust me, the rest will figure itself out. Uh, how people before the year, I, which I thought was wild, were... Saying Tyreek wasn't going to be top, whatever, bro. It's Tyreek Hill, man. They had him as wide receiver nine in a lot of. I saw him as low as thirteen. That is insane, man. Guys, it's this is is this is literally a legendary. Like this is a once in a almost decade type receiver, and and then some. Like this, just take the talent, bro. That like, who cares if. Two was throwing him the ball and he hadn't been proven yet. Who gives a fuck? He'll figure it out. Like, they'll literally fit. It's beyond me. I think with that, we should just move on to round seven, man, because round seven was an interesting round. Again, not a lot of hits here, which is super interesting. There, there are some people that, I, uh, that I'm that i still in on. Um, Jerry Judy, uh, I've been talking him up. I, I, yeah. He has to. Once he gets it going, too talented, too much of a great route runner um he has a great quarterback is 
even though he hasn't been what I expected him to be, because for whatever reason, people thought Sutton was going to be the better receiver. Um, I, I expected Judy to be the better receiver, but even then, like he has shown, I don't know how many times I've seen this man catch a ball and he doesn't have anybody within 10 yards. Like he gets open. He makes space. He's he away really that people. good. Yeah. With and without yeah, and, the ball. I mean, yeah, with and without. Yeah. And then, um, I mean, you have what Michael Thomas has pretty much another water situation. Keeps or, an injury that wasn't supposed to be taken serious and it's taken about five plus weeks. Bateman has been injury plagued. Dylan, I think Dylan might be the biggest disappointment. A lot of people were big on Dylan. Ember Robinson, 100%. Or Akers, actually. Robinson, Robinson, Dylan, Akers. A lot of disappointments. So, a lot of disappointments here. I think the biggest hit here by far has to be Brees Hall, even though you know he got yeah season-ending injury. He w- he looked like a top five back, like he was and actually doing doing it all. Yeah, like he, it, it was insane. Up until now, he's definitely been the biggest hit. But somebody I'm very 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 high on is Dalton Schultz. Rest of the season. Yeah, someone had dropped him in one of my leagues, and I Crazy. scooped him right up, man. Scooped him right up. Dak is coming back. Like y'all already know what time it is. He just needed to get healthy. They're having a bye week this week. If the guy, if the Dalton Schultz owner is fighting for his life to win a game, and you can spare a tight end, even if, even if, like, let's say you, you know you're in a decent spot, you probably can afford the loss. Just stream a waiver wire tight end and go trade for this man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I think any tight end aside from Kelsey, Mark Andrews, and George Kittle. I will trade for this tight end. Aside, from, I'll trade yeah. if I have Zach Ertz. I will trade Zach Ertz for Don Schultz. That's that's that's, what, that's what I was going to ask you because in the league that I, that he got dropped and I scooped him up, I have Zach Ertz, and I'm I, I'm the, I need to get like I'm trying to move one of them you because I can't start both of them. Move Zach. Ertz. So I, I would like to move Zach Ertz just so that I can get that bye week for free. You know. Um, yep. I'm right. I, there I don't you, see a drop off from them. Uh, you mentioned them real quick, Kittle. If you're still trying to buy Kittle, the window is closing, man. Oh, it is closing. No, I, don't closed. I, I don't think it's completely closed. Um, what did he have still, this week? He had eleven. He's had eleven and eleven points. We have a, t- a, a premium. Mm. We have a premium, so he's like a, probably around 15, 16 points. Um, you know, people might be again. He's on a buy this week, so this, yeah, this is so, another tight end. I will make calls for if the. I would be buying him if you can, if you have some kind of package. Maybe if you have Zach Ertz or Schultz, maybe you can package them with somebody else. I think Kittle is worth it. Um, he Especially has the talent. The for now. He, yeah, he has the talent. He has the ceiling that he can get. He can literally win you weeks. Who would you rather so, have, uh, Kittle or Schultz? Because I, I included Kittle, but I think I'm dead even. I'd probably lean Schultz just a little bit, actually. I would I would lean Kittle. Okay. To me, it's not even close because Kittle was for what I just said. Kittle has that ceiling that yep. can win you week. Schultz is never going to do that. Yeah. He, mean, he's gonna he's gonna give you a solid floor. He's a safer he's a safer him. bet. So it kind of depends what your team needs. But yeah, yeah I agree. I, mean, I, would, I, can't I would still take Kittle because I think Kittle Kittle's floor at worst is well. He just had this week three for forty and no touchdown. Yeah. And he had a touchdown yeah. this week, so that's probably his worst. Yeah, so yeah, he's gonna give you like four for forty, you know, three for fifty, something like that. Um, but he has those blow up games. He he's a home run hitter. Um, so and with for McCaffrey, me, I think he's just gonna be better. Is yeah. the kind of play action they can use him on now? 
Yep. yep terrifying. Yep. I, that, I agree. That team is going to be scary. Mm-hmm. The, they, have a, they have a bunch of weapons. I can't wait for Debo to get back. Yeah. Um, and Ayuk, Ayuk is coming around. Oh my god! Uh, <laughs> I love that man. Uh, that's one of, he was he was a receiver I wanted the Ravens to draft a couple of years ago. Every year mm-hmm. I, I watch receivers because we never have fucking receivers. And the only year we've ever drafted the receiver I wanted was Rashad Bateman. He can't stay healthy. I fucking yeah. hate it. I wanted DJ Moore over everything. I wanted CD. I would, I would have done a lot of dirty things to get CD Lamb on the Ravens. Let me tell you. <laughs> And that didn't happen, but you know, it is what it is, man. Moving on, man. Round eight. We're going to do, yeah, we're going to do eight, nine together. And then we'll do from 10 up, 10 on just, you know, quick hitters. So it doesn't take too long. Uh, round eight, man. Biggest hitter, I think, Josh Jacobs. Not even close. I don't have to see yeah. the rest of this list. It's Josh Jacobs. And obviously with a little sprinkle, we got to, we got to, we got to sprinkle nuke because it's fucking nuke. And you know. You drafted him here knowing what you were getting. You knew you were, he was missing six weeks, and you took him here, and he's panned out so far, and I think he will continue to. Yes, sir. Um, I would like to say Godwin, but he hasn't. It's crazy. There's a crazy stat about Godwin. I don't know if you know if you heard the stat before. Godwin had an average of a touchdown per 13 targets up on coming into the season. He doesn't have a touchdown yet. Oh my God! Scary. Uh, by Godwin, then fuck that. He That's is due. He is due, my guy. He is due. And no, I mean, at least in this league, you can't buy Godwin. I have a literal monopoly of Godwin. I have him in every single league, and I am not selling him. That is my guy. I don't blame you. I have him and Godwin and um and uh, Hopkins. Those are my guys. Um, Godwin is due, man. If you're in a league where he's available, if you have a, a an owner that's concerned by him um but yeah jacobs yeah he's i think this you, is you, you can't argue man. this is a very good round yeah mari cooper has been a pretty big hit as well i would yeah. like to say um dobbins obviously you had the issues with him you were taking a shot in the dark with dobbins anyway I had no to see how he came at that back. point had to take a yeah had to take a fight i was then, actually um, gonna take i should have taken jacobs if I would have taken Jacobs there, I literally think I would have just won this league outright. I'm sorry. Uh, but, I don't know, you know about that. I got sense. Hopkins and Godwin here. Uh, <laughs> ASB, ASB, um, you know. Injuries. But Gibson has been a smash so far. Running back 15 Gibson of the year. Been good. Yeah, just Gibson a, has been good. Zach Ertz, tight end three on the year. I think Zach the biggest Ertz. miss is... <laughs> Baker. Yeah, I'm not even, I, didn't, I wasn't going to mention him, but yeah. Yikes. Round nine, though. Biggest hit, I had it and I traded it away. Damian Pierce. Pierce, Pierce and Juju, I think, are the two biggest hits. I was actually fading Juju this year, and everybody is man. For some reason, people fade him. They think that uh, Antonio Brown may dispense rookie here. I don't think you get a thirteen hundred yard rookie receiving year if you're not talented, man. Regardless of who you have as a wide receiver, one on that team. Yeah, uh, definitely. Taught me that. Um, I don't think he's somebody who's talent proof like we were talking about dk metcalf to be you know yeah but um he's somebody who's definitely not been helped by his quarterback and now you can tell what a good quarterback and a good offensive scheme does for people man that shit puts him in mm-hmm. the end zone yeah um clyde clyde was i mean clyde has been producing man even now even even after you got him in the ninth round what, what is he right now he is rb 21 Damn, he's fell off a cliff. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, RB21 going into the bye. So he didn't play this week. So that probably hurts the standings a little yeah, bit. What was he before this week? Probably like 15-ish, I think he was. Yeah, so, I mean, even then, I mean, it was a ninth round. Yeah. You were saying the same thing about uh, Antonio about Gibson. Yeah, about Gibson just definitely, now. definitely a hit. Um, it's a whole a whole round after. Absolutely. It's got to be a hit. And I think this is the... Chase admits. Ah, bust. Central. 100%. Him and Mac Jones. Elijah Mitchell for a different reason. Injury. Yeah, injury. Oh, oh and, and, and Mooney. Oh, my God. But honestly, uh, things are looking up for Mooney. I think, I think they're figuring out that they should probably throw him the ball a little bit if they want to put up points. So that's always good. Now, I mm-hmm. think we should do rounds. We should do the... Because, I mean, honestly, the last... I'm not doing the defensive rounds. But let's just do 10 and 11 and then 12 and 13 and call it a... What a show, man. 10 and 11. Who are you yeah. taking in general? Well, we talked about London already. Uh, Pollard looks like an excellent smash. Singletary. I think Singletary yes. has looked amazing this year. Um, he's, like, always on the field, I feel. Like, even when they're not using him, he's on the field constantly. Um... Elijah Moore. Yeah, definitely. Just I, I, trade the man. Like, yeah, you guys are not going to use the guy. Trade him. You saw what he Miles Sanders. Like yeah, he's like, what's the chemistry like? I don't know. I don't get the ball. <laughs> I can't say. <laughs> yeah, I will say, uh, I mean, Pollard, we knew was going to be a solid flex play all year, but I was completely off Singletary and I was completely off Miles Sanders. And both of these guys, it's like they, they were like in the same position, right? Where they were like when they got the ball, they flash home runs, they 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 flash big plays, but they never got it consistently for whether it was for fumbles, whether it was because they had an inefficient game, and now yeah. they're on the field all the time um, and they're producing. Crazy because honestly, I am very pro Miles Sanders. I've been for a couple of years now. I still think he's literally great at running back. Um, Singletary, I, I can agree with you. I was off of Singletary 100%. 100% off of Singletary. And just, I have no, like, I don't have much to say other than he's been, he's been very, very good this year. I think you took him and you're feeling thrilled. Definitely mm-hmm. the biggest hit of this round. Solid wide, uh, running back, too. Two. So I, both of these guys are really good running back, too. I would say even borderline running back once, RB once here. And I want to say, I think this next round, round 11, has probably the biggest hits. Out of yeah, a lot, a lot of sleepers teams, here. But, like, Lockett has been elite. Steve Pat, when he was healthy, was elite. Penny, when he was healthy, was elite. Stevenson, we, I mean, we already talked about him. Like, is elite. <laughs> is elite. Yeah, Lazard has been elite. Lazard has been hurt, but when he's been out there, he's, he's been, been giving you double digits. He's been giving you points. Ayuk, Ayuk started, a little, coming along. started a little wonky with uh, Trey, but... Really coming into it. Olave, come on, man. Olave, stud. Baby right there. Kenneth Walker, stud. James Cook is the one the, that it's is... It's the only bad pick this entire round. The mm-hmm. only pick that you're like, all right, this Christian guy has... Kirk. Again, and you gotta, you gotta remember, guys, this is the 11th round. Like, you're not expecting weekly starters here. But for the production you're getting in the 11th round, if you compare this round, compare this round to the 8th round. Oh, this is better. I was actually looking. I was I was going to start going up, and I was going to see which round this was better than. I think this is even better than round four. Round four? I mean, Ish. you got A.J. Brown, Debo, Kittle. 
No Evan Lockett. Obviously, some of these players have been hurt, so you know their rankings aren't as as solid. But like Olave is just just as good as almost any of those receivers. You know, AJ Brown's still there, Mike Evans, but this is. I don't know. Maybe not round four. That might be pushing. Mm, that's a bit of a reach. Yeah, bro. You got AJ Brown and Debo. It's, hey, it's not that far off. Not that. Not, not that far off. No, but I, round but six. I just that's the round. Say, I'm sorry. Round six. Round that's six definitely better than round six. I'm looking at this now, and I would yeah. take a lot of these players over. You're probably starting a lot of the players in round eleven over these guys right now. You're probably in these positions, like. Yeah, Ty Lockett is a lock-in starter. CPAT, when he comes back, he should be. Penny was. Stevenson should be. Lazard should be. I like have Deontay Johnson, DJ Moore, Terry, Brandon Cook. Lock in. All of these players you, you have here, Ayuk, Lazard, Olave, Kirk, you can start over the, any of those players I just said. So, <laughs> yeah, crazy. And then we go to Rock Rounds, 12, who was 12. Jesus yeah, Christ. Is, that was a... Yeah, man, it happens. happens I man. think we can skip this round, man. There's yeah, not much to talk about there. Good. Um, this There's round. literally no no value here. Brian Robinson, we already talked about him. Kadarius Tony, I guess we should touch on Kadarius Tony. You know the talent oh, that we've yeah. been believing in all oh, season man. gets traded to the Chiefs, and he got bumped up to healthy. Um, they said they're going to ease him in until he's comfortable. The man is a freakish talent. Man. Uh, take it from me, Florida Gator fan. Take it from us, man. I'm a total. Take it from fan. us. Like that's yeah. He is an amazing talent. He just has to stay on the field. I think it's a combination of his health and him not being happy with where he was at. Um, it's even There's a lot of times where if you're happy where you're at, you're going to be out there even if you're a little bit nicked up. Um, so, yeah, I don't, I don't know what went, what went on over there. but yeah, man, I feel like him, Michael Thomas, you, him, Michael Thomas, and Darren Waller, I feel like they're in the same situation. They, they low-key don't like their, where they're at. Water had the issues with the contract negotiations. Michael Thomas. With everything. I don't know. His injury, yeah, and, the contract, everything. Yeah. They treated him, everything. And, and Tony. I don't know. I don't know what happened with Tony. But this is this is one thing I just will say, man, because everybody always, I hate when people, oh, he's never done anything in the NFL. He literally has played two fully healthy games, and he was elite in both of them. I don't want to hear that shit. He was a first round pick for a reason, a top percentile like like burst score for a reason. Mm-hmm. The guy is elite at one thing, and that is yards after the catch. And he just happens yep. to be in the offense that gives receivers the most ability to do that. They yep. drafted Sky Moore in the second round. Somebody some people had as a first round receiver over Jahan Dotson, over a couple of the receivers that they got taken. And with that being said, they still went out there and got Kadarius Tony. Yeah, Sky Moore hasn't really done anything to carve out a role over exactly. there. Exactly, and and it's not to say Sky Moore is never going to be anything, but you don't go out there and trade a third and and I think what was a third and a six for Kadarius Tony. If, yeah. if you don't think this man's going to add something, I think this man is going to first of all, Jarek McKinnon's role. I think is going to be shot. I think they're going to figure out a way to get this man even in that running back on passing downs if they need to. Like they're going to play him. He's my yeah, he's capable of that. He, he's going to play. He, He's going to be the new Tyreek Hill where they have him on multiple different sets. Bro, that's baby, have him in different that's baby positions. to me, man. That's my nickname to him. I literally think he's <laughs> great value Devo. I, he might be fucking better, dare I say. Because uh, I think he might be faster than Devo. Yeah, I don't know if he can break the, the same tackles, but he can. he's definitely shiftier. He has um, no ACLs. The way this man cuts, he should not be able to. <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's, that's it basically for that round. Anything else stand out? Because I think that's... 
I mean, James Robinson's been a decent hit, so has Njoku. But James think, Robinson, well, do you think he he's gonna? Do you think he's gonna be better than he was in Jacksonville? No. I mean, Brees Hall isn't there. No, it's a contract year for him. But his, I think he got rushed from his injury, and I think people can tell now. My thing is, are you starting James Robinson or Michael Carter? Uh, I I believe in James Robinson. Okay. The talent. I I think he's gonna have. If they give him, if they feed him. He's gonna have. He, it's possible he has better, better um, production than he did, uh, or at least more consistent production than he did um, in Jacksonville. Because uh, Michael Carter, they clearly only want to use him on passing downs. He was promising last year, but if they believed in him, I don't think they would have traded for for Robinson. It's just something about it about the situation which kind of screams. Um. Don't touch any of these guys until somebody is very clearly going to be the guy going forward. Yeah, if you have Rob- if you can get Robinson on the low as a stash, I-, I think it's worth a shot. If you're RB needy and you can and you have an extra piece that you can trade to get him low, I but- have Carter and I'm thinking about dropping him as well. I'm not going Carter to because I I probably I should probably I think, trade. I him. think Carter has yeah Carter Carter has too good of a receiving floor in my opinion to be dropped. Oh, especially in PPR formats. Um, yeah, I won't, but yeah, definitely. Like, I'm that indifferent about it. I think Brees Hall made this backfield. I don't think this backfield made Brees Hall. You know, something we were talking about, running backs are replaceable unless you're the, the cream, like, you know, the cream of the crop. And I think Brees Hall, talent-wise, was that. So yeah, you're going to see a drop-off. And now it's going to get split in between these. Because, yeah, Michael Carter had been eating into Brees Hall's work, but I think he's going to be eating a little bit more into James Robinson's work. So I, I think this is going to be kind of like the Latavius Melvin Gordon situation where the mm-hmm. the, the offense is really, yeah, the offense is going to be a split and the offense isn't really elite enough for you to fully trust who you're going to start week to week. So unless yeah. there's an injury or, or something, but I don't think James Robinson's going to run away with his job. I don't think Michael Carter is going to run away with his job. So I think it's just going to be a whole lot of, you know, Seven points yeah. for each guy, or something like that, or you know, fifty yards for Robinson and thirty-four yards for Carter, but he has three catches. No, yeah. so I, I'm yeah. looking at this round, though. Um, I think Knox was the tight end people were hoping more for. Yeah. They let go of Howard at the right before the season started, and they gave him a fat contract. They gave Knox a fat contract, and we were hoping for him to be more involved. But he's kind of it's kind of just been digs. Diggs, uh, and that's it out there, you know. Even Gabe Davis is pretty boom or bust. And Diggs and Singletary. Um, yeah. Diggs, Singletary, and Josh Allen. Uh, Randall Moore, uh, real quickly. Uh, if he's on waivers, pick him up. I, we just saw he's 50% rostered. Why is this man not rostered? He had a blow-up game. He, and I, you know what's crazy? You know what's crazy? I want to say this real quick. Um, there was a play before that touchdown catch that he had. There was a play where he almost busted out, and he kept flirting with plays like that, where he kept catching the ball yep. and like just making people miss. And I, the time the when he caught the the touchdown pass before he ran for the touchdown, and he made somebody miss. I was like, bro, this guy's gonna score. And as I said that, this man is booking it down the sideline, bro. Like. Yeah, this he what, he has he has run after the like after oh, the catch juice he has for days. he has juice juice for days he, he makes people miss 
he literally, you know, he he literally almost broke the broad jump, like the the record at the combine. His explosive nah, score was ninety nine point nine 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 percentile between his wow. agility, his his verts, or literally like the amount of leg power this man possesses is different, which is why he just happens to get hurt so much. Something about these guys yeah. are really shifty. That's the case. But this is another situation. I told you, uh, like the Josh Jacobs thing. Not comparing the two, but you you see the guy had two very solid weeks, and then he puts up a dud, and people are quick to move off. I think there's preconceived notions with a player like this who disappointed last year. Like you said, Jacobs, in your mind, has disappointed, even though he hasn't. You get what I'm saying? Um, yeah. People just, I think, they, I don't know. I don't know. I, I feel like they're just waiting. It's sometimes like, I don't know if you've ever experienced that, somebody who, you know, they're just waiting for that one thing to happen that hasn't happened. Yeah. But as soon as it happens, they're like, I told you so, I told you so. <laughs> like, no, man, like this guy is, he's very, very good, man. Like he, 13 fantasy points, 10.9, 23.4. That's, that's great numbers. Yeah, he had a 4.1 week. It was the first week with D-Hop back. You just, we just saw what the Saints did to, to the entire Raiders offense. They, they yeah. made zero points. So, you know, take that with a grain of salt. He's getting to Seattle a, a much easier matchup next week than than that New Orleans matchup. And he should, he should. I mean, you saw what he did. Six for 49 against Seattle. Expect more because he's got D-Hop there. Yeah. But, I don't know. It's opening up more. Um, there isn't much more to touch on here. Uh, Garrett Wilson, if you can keep stashing him, I think he's worth the stash because for whatever reason, like we said, Elijah Moore is completely phased out of the offense and Garrett Wilson does look the part. He just, you, you mentioned that this offense doesn't really produce um, as much as we need it to. And uh, the la- the very last, uh, on the very last round, the last guy that I want to mention, because you already talked about Algier, um, Ray Moster, I think that's a smash at the end of the draft. You have who is now the starting running back on the Dolphins. Um, I literally moved so my you, camera you, just so we can you, see this one. <laughs> you, you can't ask for much better in the last round of your draft, man. That was starting running back with the last round. You're pretty much your last pick of the draft. Yeah, RB26 on the year, low end RB2. The last round, you take it. Not only is he a low-end RB2, he's been a low-end RB2 with very limited Tua. So I think with Tua, he's a solidified RB2. Like, I'm talking RB18, 17-ish, 20-ish. With yeah, RB2, weekly RB2. Yeah. yeah. Going to be in scoring positions and all that. That's the thing. Yep, that's the thing I believe in. Now, if Kareem Hunt gets traded there, then assalamu alaikum. Anything goes. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, that, I think, to be honest, I think that wraps it up, man. I think we've had in it's been a lengthy episode, but you yeah, know, it's been. I very think lengthy. this has been a very good episode. I think we literally talked about just about every fantasy player that's fucking anywhere near either fully relevant or on the cusp of relevant. So I think this is very, very informative. Real quick, uh, the waivers. Uh, I already mentioned Randall Moore, oh, yeah. but somebody we didn't talk about, Joshua Palmer. Mike Williams is going to be out at least four weeks. Um. Pick up Joshua Palmer. He's thirty six percent owned right now. Um, even if if you're in between, whether you want to drop somebody or not for him, there is a lot of players that Joshua Palmer might be a weekly start in PPR formats for the next three four weeks. So um, take a look at him if you if you have roster spots. Yeah, um, I'm gonna set it better myself. Somebody who's who's had eight, nine, 12, and six targets in some of the games. He's where, flashed. He's definitely yeah. flashed. 
So with that being, I think that's that's a perfect way to end it. His camera froze, but just know. <laughs> Hater is emoting. Thank you guys um, for tuning in. Share this, please. Apple Podcast, Spotify. Follow us on TikTok. Follow the YouTube channel you're subscribed to. Go in the comments. You'll see Gator's information, his Twitch, YouTube. Everything you need is there, man. Just go down there, put the D in the subscribe for us. And as always, stay saucy, my friends. Deuces. Deuces.